1: We all want to feel our loved one's presence around us, don't we? So today I thought I'd introduce you to Anne Albers, who has a couple of books out, and she has been called a modern day mystic. Professionally, she is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame with a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and worked eight years in avionics before a series of dreams and coincidences really motivated her to pursue spirituality. Now she's a popular author and instructor and has been doing lots of things. You can find out about her at visionsofheaven.com. Hi, Anne. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife.
2: Thank you so much for having me as a guest. This is one of the topics near and dear to my heart.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, could you start off telling us about yourself and a little bit about maybe your history and your family and how you got into this wonderful, wonderful world?
2: My dad is a physicist who still travels the world and studies cold fusion and all those things that, you know, are a little beyond my understanding. My mom did a variety of different jobs, all pretty, you know, well-based in intellectual pursuits. And I grew up in a traditional religious background. So as you can imagine, it was expected that I'd go to college, get some sort of intellectual job, get married, have two kids, you know, you know the, whole, the whole thing. Right. And I tried to do that. And I got a great job in avionics. I graduated with an engineering degree, but the thing was I didn't love it. And I saw, you know, the traditional, wonderful, I call them the wonder geeks, you know, around me who just loved what they were doing. And I didn't. So I started praying because that was my background. And I said, you know, God, whoever, whatever you are, there's got to be something, you know, you want me to do that will give me joy. And I started having very vivid dreams uh, that caused me to do spiritual growth and look inside of myself and start asking, you know, what do I really want? Who am I really? Not just what am I programmed to be, but who am I? And then teachers appeared. Books literally fell off the shelf. I was in a bookstore once, and I was covertly looking at this teeny tiny section on angels because, you know, years ago it wasn't cool. Now everybody talks about it. Yes. And I I didn't want any of my intellectual friends to see me doing it, so (laughs) I'm sneaking around looking at the angel books And I literally heard in my head, buy that book. And I thought, no, I've got enough books at home. I don't need another one. And I turned around and I tripped and I went flailing and grabbed anything that I could grab. And it ends up I grabbed the angel book and it flipped open to a page that said, you can ask the angels for help with your career and finances. Wow. (laughs) You know, that's crazy, but great. Yes. So it just kept going on and on. I took the book home. I read the book. I did the meditations. I was completely disappointed because the only thing that happened was I got peaceful. And I was a type A engineer, so that should have been a major victory, you know, but it wasn't enough. I wanted more. But soon after that coincidences started happening, I would tell somebody, you know, I wonder if this past life thing is real or not. And the printer repair man comes by and drops off a flyer on my desk, which is a workshop for past life aggressions. <laughs> And, I, you know, and I looked at him, I said, you don't know me. How did you conclude that I might be interested in that? And he goes, I don't know, you just look like it. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, just crazy coincidences like that. And it was like following a trail of breadcrumbs where I met one of my first teachers who taught me to silence my mind and connect with my angels and it just kept going on and on until one day I was in the lab at Honeywell where I worked and I heard, Literally, voices outside my head say, turn in your resignation tomorrow. And mind you, I'd been praying for years to know when to quit. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of looked around and I heard it again. And I went home and I looked in my bank account. I had been working 90-hour um, weeks because that's what was mandated at the time. Wow. And I had tossed into my savings account all the overtime money. Well, it ends up I had exactly $100 more that night than I said I would have to have if I quit. Shaking and quaking, I turned in my resignation the next day, gave six weeks' notice, and I just kept getting guided. I got guided to seminars, you know, where I learned, uh, you know, native traditions about going into the dream space and connecting with angels, and about a year later, you know, I was scared stiff. Someone called me up and said, there's a bookstore who needs an intuitive reader, and I told them you were going to come interview, and that's it. (laughs) So I was thrown right in and I I went, you know, scared again. I was scared the whole time. And the only thing I remember from that session was I thought, you know, there's a reason for this. God put me in front of this person. Let me please be helpful at least. Yes. And I must have said something that worked because I got the job on the spot. And I was still just in my mind talking to angels at that point. Well, I was in the middle of one session with a person who had walked into the bookstore when all of a sudden this older lady appeared in my head. And she said, tell that young lady across from you that I am so grateful she snuck me bonbons in the nursing home. Wow. <laughs> you know, those little chocolates. Yes. And I, so I'm sitting there going, oh my God, am I talking to dead people? You know, <laughs> this
1: is what's so happening? Out.
2: But I told her and she starts crying and the woman said, I did. I snuck her treats all the time and that was her favorite. And we're both crying. So and sweet. I just happened, yeah, I just happened to be working alongside of a medium, Cheryl Booth at the time who had studied in the same circles as James Van Prague, you know, another famous medium. Uh-huh. And so Cheryl gave me some wonderful tips and over time, you know, I, I learned to tune in. So it's been a journey. <laughs> and now it's an everyday occurrence that somebody's talking to me or, you know, I mentioned before we talked on the show, right before you called, you know, a dear client of mine wrote that she had lost her dog. So I checked in, there's her dog in
1: spirit running around all happy. Oh, tell us about yeah. that, because pets are so near and dear yeah. to all of our hearts with the, well, their unconditional love. Okay, well, I think
2: everyone who's ever had an animal understands that they have a soul, that they're an individual, and that when they pass, just like us, they transition, they go into the light, they're in their spirit form. The difference between animals and us is they don't have any issues around being on the other side. They don't look back and say, oh, poor me, and they don't, Dwell on the way they crossed over. You know, I've even talked to dogs who've drowned, or you know, something pretty traumatic, and they're like, "Oh, it's done, it's over." You know, they don't hold on to it, and instead, they're more like, "I feel better. Let's play." When I had to put my dog down, I actually let my dogs tell me when they were ready, which nearly killed me because it stayed way longer, you know, than than was um, easy. Yes. So anyhow, when one of them transitioned, I actually felt his spirit come up through my body. And then it was like, woohoo, let's go home. He felt wonderful again. I'm crying, of course, because I missed him. So we get in the car to go home. I laid down because I was exhausted, and I felt this huge warmth next to me, and I felt him snuggling next to me. And there he was in spirit, just completely relieved to be out of a body that didn't work, 100% happy to be, you know, feeling like himself again, and thinking nothing was wrong with this picture. And it was just beautiful to have that love and that connection, and one thing I didn't know till my own dogs died—they came back and told me one day they showed up and he, and he telepathically says to me, "Why aren't you petting me these days?" And I said, "Well, you're in spirit." He says, "Shut your eyes and imagine you're petting me, and I'm going to feel it." I said, "Are you kidding?" No. So if you have an animal that's passed, shut your eyes, imagine them, pet them. You know, my my Labrador showed up and she <laughs> says to me, "Why aren't you feeding me popcorn?" So in my imagination, I threw her popcorn and I saw her going crazy the way she used to go on Earth and. You know, these are things I didn't know until my own animal's passed.
1: I've not heard that before, and it sounds fantastic because love never dies, and if they're just invisible in a different plane of mm -hmm. existence but can be right next to us, why not?
2: Well, and the thing is, when you're imagining petting them, that's an energetic act. It's not a physical act, but it's an energetic act. And they told me that they can perceive those things as if it was real. You know, it's just... um, I, and again, that was new to me, but I I thought, okay, you're telling me this, so I'll do it. And there they are wriggling and happy. And the funny part is sometimes I do readings for other psychics. And I had one lady come in my office that is a, a pet psychic. And she says, who's the Labrador running around your living room going crazy? And I said, well, that's Lucy. You know, that's my, my my so-called dead dog. I, I can barely say the word dead without, you know, it doesn't mean anything anymore because they're just in spirit.
1: Yes. Yeah, I can still imagine Petting my cat Millie and rubbing her behind her ears and feeling yeah, her little skull and her tail and she liked her bum oh, scratched. You right. know, the bum would go way up in the air. Right, she <laughs> makes cute faces when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, and I can't help but think how healing that would be for us too. It, well, it, it helped me heal because I
2: mean, even though I'm, you know, I talk to everybody when it's your own, you know, dog or your own person. It's, it's still, um, you miss them. And it was such a great comfort. And then it got even funnier because within days after uh my husky wolf died I started seeing license plates all over, canine taxi, dog lover, you know, <laughs>
1: everywhere. Yes.
2: And then my Labrador loved cheese, so I'd get stuck behind a car that says Love CHS, you know, love cheese. <laughs> and just they would give me signs and your human loved ones will do that too sometimes that you'll you'll you know, they'll pass and you'll you'll see signs. I mean people report birds looking in their window, you know, or blinking lights. I've had uh, people tell me their, you know, a kid's toy goes off in the middle of the night saying, Elmo loves you, you know, only after their mother died. You know, just um, crazy stuff happens. My grandpa, when he passed, we had different phones back then. It wasn't the iPhone. It was, you know, regular phones that rang. The phone started chirping. It would just go, And I'd pick it up, nobody would be on the line, and I'd hang it up. And then it'd say, Grandpa, Boop. You know? so some of them are good electricians and others are not as great at the signs so if your loved one does not give you signs it doesn't mean they don't love you, it doesn't mean they're not there they might just not have that technical kind of mind that does this sort of thing
1: And do you have any advice for people who say they've never gotten a sign?
2: I do, because um, for example my grandpa gives me signs, but I have a lot of other relatives in spirit that don't and of all crazy things being a medium it's like, come on you guys, you know But for example, my grandmothers are not good at that sort of thing. So the angels gave me a technique for people that it might seem too simple, but over time, if you persist, you can build a bridge between yourself and your loved one. And it's as simple as taking a few minutes, at least once a week or maybe every day, if you really miss them, just a few minutes and you you give them a time because you want to kind of make a little commitment there, like, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever.
1: And we have to take our first break. And when we come back, let's talk more about feeling our loved ones in this practice that you're talking about. And also, Are there some other tools that we can use to be in touch with our loved ones and really feel their presence? So we'll be back in just a minute. We are talking with Ann Albers, and you can find out more about Ann on her website, visionsofheaven.com. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
3: Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60-plus at paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at paranormaldate.com.
4: Hey, the to Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to com for more information.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Time flies. In a blink, 2024 is halfway over. What's something you've accomplished this year that you're proud of? Maybe you made it out of bed and to work every day. Or maybe you started shedding some old habits that were weighing you down. But even when you're making progress, life can feel like it's moving too fast. No one can slow time down, but therapy can give you a moment every week to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. Therapy is a guaranteed time to check in on how you're feeling, what you want to do more of, and what you want to change. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. You can start the sign-up process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Take a moment with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash shades.
4: Ho,
1: ho, ho. Happy holidays from your friends at iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are talking to Ann Albers about connecting with our loved ones. So, Ann, if you would continue what we do. You said we sit. Sit in a chair, and you say, Okay, I'm open to feeling you. I'm open to receiving a hug from you.
2: And you just start getting in tune with your body and feeling whatever you feel. You might feel tingles. You might feel your heart palpitate a little stronger. You might feel a little warmth or a little static electricity. And you might feel nothing. But whatever you feel, you give them feedback and you say, Okay, today I don't feel anything. Or today, I think I felt a little tingle on my left elbow or whatever it is. And then you do it again and you do it again. And you keep repeating this over time because they're going to be with you, but they have to learn how to adjust their energy field so that you can feel them. And when you give them feedback, it helps them know, you know, kind of, am I getting close? Am I am I finding an energy frequency that you can perceive? For example, when my grandpa died, you know, he did all those cute little signs, but I would sit and I'd sit and I know I don't feel anything yet. I don't feel anything yet. And then one day I felt a little warmth on my right hand and I told him that. And then the next time it got a little warmer and a little warmer. And now uh, every time I sit still, in fact, he's doing it now. He holds my right hand and I feel warmth on it. So it can take time and you have to be patient. And it's not your job to stretch and make anything happen. It's just your job to sit quietly, give them feedback and then repeat it until eventually something happens. And once you reach that point where you're really convinced that they're with you, then you might start getting thoughts popping in your head or pictures popping in your mind when you ask a question. And that's beginning to communicate with them. So, for example, you could say, Is that really you? If it is, you know, put something in my head and you might hear a joke. I would say, <laughs> Do you mind a story? Love stories. Okay. I'll tell this story because it's just way too humorous. I was at lunch with a friend of mine um, who has written comedy in the past, and we were joking and laughing, and he made some really, you know, corny joke. You know, we <laughs> call them kindergarten jokes, really corny. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing corny jokes in my head, different ones. And I said, you're going to not believe this. There's a spirit in my head telling crazy jokes. So I repeated the joke, and we're laughing and at the same time, he says, I bet that's my, and I'm like, it's your, and we both go father at the same time. <laughs> because mm-hmm. His dad used to tell jokes like that, and then we started getting more, you know, personal information. Um, and basically, I spent most of the lunch with my eyes closed. so <laughs> It was fun. But spirits have a wonderful sense of humor, and they do communicate first by energy. Okay. Then you might get little thoughts or feelings. Eventually, you might get pictures. Some people get dreams. Now, everyone wants their loved one to visit them vividly in a dream. And believe me, I'd like that too. But honestly, most of mine have not. It's just not their specialty. Okay. You know, just as some people are good at focusing, some people are good at music, some people are good at showing up in different energetic realms. It's kind of like their tuner, you know, on the TV figures out how to tune just right to show up in your dream. Now, some of them just don't have that ability for whatever reason, or they haven't tried, that doesn't mean they don't love you. Sometimes instead, when you lose someone, you'll find that instead of having vivid dreams, you go into very, very, very deep states of sleep and you wake up and you feel like, where am I? What was I doing? You know, you can't quite get your eyes open. Those are times when you've actually been really far out of body in your sleep and you've probably been visiting your loved one, but you just don't remember it. And the reason is, if we remembered how beautiful heaven is, some of us would not come back and wake up the next morning.
6: Uh-huh.
2: So there are some built-in safety nets, you know, that keep you in the body for as long as you're supposed to be here. I like this method because, you know, a lot of people out there, when you lose someone, maybe this is your first introduction to the other side, or you know, you, you haven't meditated for years, and you know, maybe you don't have time to develop all those skills that some people have. Right. But anyone can just sit and give feedback. And and, and I advise people, set a microwave timer or the phone timer and just do it for a minute or two. Don't frustrate yourself because if if you don't feel them within a minute or two, they haven't figured it out yet. And, you know, you could easily get frustrated. Well, I'm not feeling anything. Well, just just give it a minute or two and that's it for that day. And then you try again the next or, Uh or you just keep doing it. And it really is persistence that pays off on both,
1: you know, the side of the human being and the spirit will persist because they love you yeah I think we it's very easy to think once they transition to the other' side, the afterlife that they're the be all end all and can do anything and have all the answers but we're and that's it's, not true yeah no we're still us correct We are
2: still us now. many people have a much much greater understanding of mm-hmm. what reality is about. I mean when you go into that light, you start understanding that. I'm not just an individual, but I'm part of everything as much. in my metaphor is that a wave is an individual wave. And yet it's never, ever disconnected from the ocean. It can't be. Yes. You know, the, the ocean sources that wave. The ocean gives it life. And someday that wave will sink back into the ocean. But mm-hmm. if it were a person, it still maintains all the memories of who it is, what it is, where it's traveled, what it's done. And so we don't lose our individuality and we still look like people, you know, that wave is just a metaphor, but we understand that we're connected to something much greater than us. So there's greater understanding, but that still doesn't mean they know all the party tricks, you know, like yes. how to show up in your
1: house and how to blink lights and some spirits are just better at that than others. Yeah, I love this, though, building that relationship across the bridge there, this invisible bridge, and just giving feedback, setting a time, because that's something we can do as opposed it's to easy. just sitting around and waiting and praying for some magical sign to show up. The yeah, feedback. and for, uh,
2: well, I, I have a client, for example, whose wife died, and it was, you know, he loved her so dearly. He had harp, he had a harpist playing at her death. Wow. I mean, you know, I'm going to cry just thinking about yes, it. But, it's um, it beautiful. such a beautiful love. And he did this technique, and he really persisted, and it was several months. But over time, they've built such a strong relationship that it's it's as if they're inseparable. He can feel her presence at any time he wants. She has guided him into um, following hobbies that he didn't even know he was interested in, meeting new people. You know, in in a way, his life is very rich. He still misses her physical presence, of course. But he's got so much more love in his life and he's got, you know, amazing, um, well, well, he plays a musical instrument that he never thought he'd play, you know, just meeting people through that. And it's, his life has become enriched in, in miraculous ways because of this relationship that he persisted in pursuing across the veil. And it, it does take time and patience.
1: But how healing but it, for, along with his, you know, having his grief to even yeah. though he can't see her or touch her, I really believe having a faith in the afterlife that your loved one is around, it does help. It, it really does help. It doesn't take away all the grief, but I mean, it really yeah. does help. And to give and even him, if
2: you don't believe, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can try this and just kind of say, okay, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm not going to believe, but maybe I'll just say I don't, I'm not going to push away the possibility. You know, you open your mind just a crack to to make room for the possibility of it, mm-hmm. and you look at it as an experiment, and I'm going to give it six months, and I'll do this for six months. If I don't feel anything, well, okay, then, you know, maybe you can hang on to your old beliefs. But usually by that time, you have something that shows up. If you're willing to just open your mind a
1: crack. Mm-hmm. And give feedback I mean, talking, when the signs come, yeah. right? Even with, um, uh, you know, I saw a uh, license plate with your name on it, or whatever that may be, or your favorite number was... You no, know, one, two, three, and all of a sudden I'm saying one, two, three is everywhere. You know
2: everywhere, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is really good advice. Excellent. Now well, we all have this part in our mind though, Anne, that says, Oh, it can't possibly be true. That's my imagination. Do you have any thoughts on that ego mind that we have and how to deal with yes, that? Yes, because I mean I thought I was crazy when I started, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with you,
2: I was sitting there doing readings because I got shoved out in public by my teacher, terrified. You know, this of can't be real. I'll, I'll, I'll share an example. In in one reading, for example, I saw, you know, a lady's mother was talking to me, and, and she sh- kept showing me a picture of a pink grapefruit half in a china teacup. And it's I mean, that's drench. weird, okay? It's yeah. just weird. And so I've learned over the years, it's like, just say it, just say it. So I said it, and the lady burst into tears, and she said, that's what my mom had for breakfast every morning. Oh. You know, things like that. Now, say you're not in front of a medium and all of a sudden you keep seeing the same numbers over and over. Well, yeah, you can chalk it up to coincidence or you can look up the number and see what it means. You can just keep your mind open a crack. What I started doing at the beginning when I thought I was half crazy, I wanted to believe. You know, I'll be honest. I really wanted to believe I was doing exercises in these books, but I wasn't sure because I was an anal retentive engineer who grew up with a strict Catholic background. Yes. (laughs) You you can imagine I, I in the scientific paradigm raised by a physicist. So everything, you know, everything that came out of my mouth in childhood is, well, you can't prove that. How can you prove that? You know, and it's just because that's the paradigm I grew up in. So what I did is I just kept a journal of all the weird stuff that happened and the coincidences that happened. And over time, reading it in retrospect, I had to admit something was going on besides sheer coincidence. Yes. You know, what are the odds that my dog dies and the very next day I go hiking to soothe myself? And mind you, I had told my dog, when you die, you can go hiking with me again. And we run into the first dog on the trail where we run into has his name. And it was a different name. It was Bruno. It's not a terribly common name here. So anyhow, again, coincidence, maybe, but the universe deals in coincidences. And it really is a vibrational reality where we start to attract what we love. And so you love your, your person and spirit and they love you. And so they want to give you signs and it makes it very easy for them to orchestrate these synchronicities.
1: Oh, this is all so good. And just what we need to hear for our listener right now, Anne and I are recording this just prior to Christmas and you may be listening to it, you know, 20 years in the future and a different month. and That's okay. But I think in this time that the holiday season is approaching and, and it is really tough coming from somebody and you as well, who've lost some loved ones, not really lost cause they're still around, but they're no longer in the flesh, but it, it gets to be tough, you know, um, all the past memories come flooding, and to be able to now say, yeah, you know what, my goal is, you know, instead of having a New Year's resolution to lose weight or something, let's start the resolution right now to weekly or twice a week or whatever it is, uh, take that minute or two to connect. I think that's beautiful.
2: It really does help because, like I said, even the skeptic, even somebody who has no experience with the other realms whatsoever can do that. They can sit in a chair and pay attention to their body and just give feedback and, It may be, I don't feel anything yet for a while. So just, I don't want to set people up for unrealistic expectations. I want you to know it might take time. But every now and then I get someone who has, you know, this wild experience right away. So I, you know, the minute I say something, there's, some other condition
1: (laughs) isn't that just the truth we'll be back in just a minute and we'll find out what else Ann Albers has in store for us you're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network
4: stay right there there's more Sandra coming right up
1: You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with the wonderful Ann Albers, who was just describing how we can be in touch with our loved ones and feel their love. Now, Ann, something I was thinking is it possible to turn up our own energy to possibly get better connections? You know, I think about when we are on a radio and we have to tune into the frequency, the closer we are, to the station, the better it comes in. Is it possible to feel good or watch a funny movie and feel happy? And that is like getting closer to the radio station. I know people are grieving and it's hard to just turn on happiness, but is it possible to start feeling gratitude or something and have a better connection?
2: Absolutely, because you know we go back to the radio analogy. It's like they're on this real happy station, and we're on this real sad station, and we're trying to meet in the middle. Um, and you know what else helps is they often advise go get every happy photo you can you can find from your loved one, or get a, get a bunch of them and make an album, or, or make you know something on your computer. And keep looking at those happy photos so that you can focus on the good times you had instead of focusing on what you lost or focusing on them being sick or, you know, they prefer that we focus on all the, the, the positive, happy memories. Mm-hmm. I Now, like that's it. easy with somebody that you had a good time with. There are cases where there's been, you know, just a lot of pain because maybe somebody got real cranky or nasty at the end. I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that don't like aging and they unfortunately turn into someone else at the end and... You can pretty much rest assured that by the time they get to the other side, they are back into a loving space and There's they're not right. holding any grudges. And even if they were cranky and you couldn't do enough for them, you know, when they were 90 in their hospital room, they get to the other side and they're—you they, almost always they're like, oh, I'm sorry I went that way. I'm really sorry. You know, they, they, they don't like to see that they've hurt their loved ones. So I've never, ever once heard anyone on the other side in 20 years say you weren't good enough, Ever. Most of the time, they're apologizing for making it hard on their loved ones down here. Yes. Sometimes they're laughing about it. Every now and then, you get a character that's like, "Wow, I turned into a doozy, didn't I?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> but they just don't hold grudges in heaven.
1: Well, which means that we can still, if there was so many people die, pass away, whatever, with undelivered communications and leave, you know, there's mm-hmm. mothers, there's sons not talking to mothers and things like that, but. Right. He, and so then we can have a guilt that mom's gone now and i never got to say i'm sorry well you can still say it and she can still Absolutely. hear you and yes and to build a relationship up and try this practice and be open to it you just never know you could have the best relationship of your life with somebody who's you can't see in the physical
2: yeah and sometimes you can have a you know, a really loving relationship with somebody who is really awful on earth, because if you're willing, I mean, they see what they've done. There is a life review, you do get to not only see the way you affected others and how your choices affected you, but you get to feel it. So for those of you who have had people die where you're really conflicted because they were mean and nasty, they know, you know, they know they hurt you, they've not only seen it, but they've felt it. And that's just part of the way we learn after death is we get to experience you know in a sense um, viscerally the results of our choices and it's not a punishment it's just an awareness
1: yes and we get to grow from it we really yeah can we grow see. from it
2: so and and you know what I tell people it's not horrible because you know if you're on earth and you accidentally say something that hurts a friend's feelings you know it you feel bad about it you make it better and you're done mm-hmm. and they have the same desire to make it better if possible in heaven if they've you know, been upsetting or if they've been mean.
1: Anne, I know you teach classes. Is it on this?
2: I, I teach classes called Dancing with Angels and the same concepts apply whether you're working with angels or deceased relatives. It really is all about sitting and receiving and starting okay. to trust the thoughts and the feelings and the and the pictures. You know, I've got CDs and stuff, but it really is all about trusting those little subtle signals that you get.
1: I totally agree. Totally agree. And we talk about our deceased loved ones a lot on this show, but could you tell us a little bit more about angels? Because I very rarely look around and think, I've got a guardian angel with me.
2: They're in these other non—you know, realms we can't see, or most of us can't see. And they're beings that really never lost their connection with the Creator and with the pure love that's available to us. And so they're here to help us when we're on Earth. They help us with Everything. You know, I joke that you can ask your angels for help with parking spaces to life purpose. (laughs) And again, you don't have to know their name. You don't have to believe in them. You just give it a try. You know, okay, angels, if you're out there. And you just keep it up consistently until you start seeing results. You know, I had one lady do the same technique of just sitting and asking her angels, you know, instead of her relative, it was her angels to please make their presence known to her. Mm -hmm. And just a few minutes at a time, nothing, 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 nothing. You know, she didn't get anything in the class. And I said, just keep it up. Two weeks later, I get a call. I love this woman. She's from New York. She goes, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I had a vision. My angel came. She showed me this. She showed me that. And I mean, she had more vivid experiences sooner than I ever did. So I, I, you know, it made me laugh because she had been so impatient and she got it within two weeks.
1: Fabulous.
2: They are also there after we die and they will help us um, integrate the experience. You know, some people, go into the light meet up with their loved ones and they're just fine with it other people it's a shock to their belief systems perhaps yes you know maybe they were expecting punishment or purgatory or something and instead they're in this glorious reality and they feel wonderful and it, it could be uh, overwhelming you know it, you ever had someone give you so much love or a surprise party or a present or something that's just overwhelming mm-hmm. you know times that by a billion and, and that's heaven so to some it's very overwhelming and the angels are there to help them you know maybe they've been mean nasty and cantankerous and victimized before they died and then all of a sudden they're receiving this unconditional love and that can be overwhelming you know but i was mean how can i have this love and the angels sit there and they help them gently go over their lives and make peace and they're really there to help remind us that we're loved all the time no matter what we're loved you know the the one of the things this job has done for me is really helped me understand how deeply and constantly we're loved whether we love ourselves or not the creator and the angels and most of your relatives in heaven are just constantly sending you love now when I say most every now and then I talk to a relative in heaven that says yeah I love you and I check in on you but man I'm having fun up here <laughs> especially young people tend, you know for example I, I talk to a lot of sadly you know young people like in their 20s or teens that died and they often are quite adventurous on the other side. they're making friends, they you know go exploring in the cosmos, and it doesn't mean they leave their family. It, it just means you know, like any kid, well, I'll be home for dinner mm-hmm. you know i'll be I'll be home part of the time, but you know i I like my adventures, so we have so much love that we're being sent constantly, so I tell people, if you don't believe it, just test it out. ask for help, but keep an open mind because if you sit there and go, "Well, nobody loves me, and nobody's listening." The universe has a, a kind of a, it's, it's like a law of metaphysics because physics doesn't understand it yet, but it's a law of energy. And if you put out a signal to the universe that says nobody's going to help me, then even though the angels want to, they have to honor your decision saying nobody wants to help me. And that's a tough one because, wait a minute, I'm asking for help, but nobody wants to help me. Well, that's like praying and then saying I take it back. You know, one minute you're saying, I want help. The next minute you're saying, nobody's going to do it. And the universe goes, okay, she wants help. Okay, nobody's going to do it. And it, it's like a computer that you've punched two conflicting commands into. The angels can only honor our vibrational reality. They can't just pick and choose what they honor. They're, they're by their very nature responsive to our energy. So, so you have to be careful that if you're asking for help from the angels, you have to have a little tiny bit of room for believing that they might be there. You know, even if you're just saying, well, I'm testing you. I don't know, but I'm open.
1: Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes. And I think, you know, if somebody had mentioned something about prayer, you know, there's a difference between prayer that's just words spoken, like I went to right. Catholic school as well and memorized all of them and don't even know what they mean, you know, or right. saying a real <laughs> prayer that might not even consist of words, but it's got the energetic feeling of prayer two different things very much so because
2: it's your energy field really that emanates into the universe as much as um you know you would ripple in a pond and it's your energy field that angels can respond to by their nature they're not humans they don't have an ego that says well i like you or i don't like you or you did that right or you did that wrong they're not designed that way they're energetic beings designed to respond to any loving ripples we put out so If we put out a ripple that says, I want help, they'll try to respond to it. But if we're negating that in the very next moment, yeah, but nobody's there. That that, weak, that weakens the prayer it, yeah, it. sure it does, but you know what now, your deceased <laughs> relatives are still going to try because they 're still human yes. you know? they're still like human
1: minded, yeah, I just got this image of a dog and an angel you know that <laughs> had that golden retriever growing up, and she was just that unconditional all the time, unconditional yeah. love, and just to know that we have these beings that surround us, whether we acknowledge them or not, that they 're there, and, and that yeah and that a dog is, is actually. A Perfect example because you say to a dog, you know, a, a dog you've trained, come here. They come
2: here. You say go away. They go away. They are very unconditionally loving and allowing, and very much uh, very similar to angels in that respect. They don't go away because they th- they they don't don't like you or they're afraid of you. They go away because you said so. Your energy's shoving them away. They honor it. You know, there were a few times I lost patience with my dog. I think we've all done it, no matter how much we love them, and later i'd go and apologize i'm sorry i didn't mean to yell at you and he'd look at me like don't worry i just thought you were in a weird mood and i just you know you didn't want me around so i just i just went to the other room no big deal you know didn't get upset about it at all they're just they're just allowing and the universe and the angels are allowing now your deceased relatives they're going to try to help you no matter what you know they they don't have to allow (laughs) you know things quite the same way the more evolved beings do it sounds weird, but, you know, for example, if, if you're in a real summit and you're pushing everyone away, your your grandma in heaven might still say, honey, come on, come on, let me get to you.
1: Yeah. And I love this conversation because it really works two ways. We need to be proactive and keep that relationship alive.
2: I think there's been a misunderstanding throughout the ages that when people die, it ceases to be a relationship. They're just somewhere where they have to, you know, give and know everything. And and the truth is we're still in relationship with them. And, And that means we have to relate. We have to, you know, take time to have a conversation or an energetic conversation where you just sit there and give feedback, for example. It's a relationship. You want to continue the relationship with your loved ones. You don't want to just say, Okay, you're dead. The relationship's over. And now maybe I hope you'll, you know, give me a sign from on high.
1: And we all want those signs, don't we? So let's go into our final break and we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
0: Hey, it's time to head over to -to CoastToCoastAM.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. The
3: following is a high-five moment from high 5 I won!
6: Yahoo!
4: Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High5 Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200
3: games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High5. Five. High5 five. High five.
4: Casino. Casino. Win at High5Casino.com. High5 Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High5 Casino. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain.
1: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain and we are with Ann Albers from visionsofheaven.com. So Ann, how important is persistence when we are wanting a relationship with our loved one in the afterlife?
2: You just want to keep relating to them and if, if you just persist, you can actually develop such a loving relationship. Shall I tell the story about when you wrote me and the funny timing? Yes. Okay. This is hilarious. This is the way the universe works. I have saved up for 10 years, and then I was given a gift. Finally, I was able to remodel my very old bathroom, so I was very happy about it. But long story short, I had to get these very large mirrors off the wall. The contractor couldn't get them off, and I needed them off the following day so other delivery people could come. They're about 6 feet long and about 40 inches wide. Now, that's bigger than me because I'm 5'2". So I shut my eyes and and I have two favorite carpenters in heaven, Jesus and my dead grandpa. Okay, yeah. And, and so I said to my grandpa, I said, "Do you think we can do this?" He's like, "Okay, yes." And he starts giving me step by step instructions because I've talked to him long enough that I I hear the thoughts in my head very clearly. And he's telling me to put on my hiking boots because I'm going to have to hold them with my feet and wear a jacket in case you screw up and tape them and. You know, he guides me through the whole thing down to putting cloths on top of the vanity and getting two ladders set up so that I could, you know, kind of maneuver the mirror down, you know, once I got it off, and where to remove the caulk. So here I am, this little short chick, taking these huge mirrors down, and I got them both down without any incident whatsoever, and I felt loved the whole time. I felt his warmth with me, and I was sitting there basking in kind of a sense of pride, honestly, because I'm like, I did it, you know? (laughs) And ding, your assistant's email comes in saying, you know, we'd like to have you on the show. We'd love some sort of story that's, you know, really concrete about how spirit helps you. And Mm -hmm. I just started laughing at the timing. It was perfect. But that's the kind of relationship you can develop with your loved ones. Now, that took me time. He died. Oh, my God, it's probably been nearly 20 years ago. So we've been working at this over the years, but. You know, you can you can continue your
1: relationship with your loved ones. You don't have to worry about where they are. You just have to practice. Oh, I love it. And that's so, I can't help but think how healing that would be for us as well. Oh, it's so healing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, I've had so many clients who, you know, I've I've begged them to do
2: this and, and then I'll get the email sooner or later, you know, it may be months, it may be a year later. Guess what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Guess what? I, I have another fun story about sure. that. Sure sadly not fun. A mother lost her, her son to suicide. He was a young man and he had gotten involved in drugs. Mm-hmm. And so over time, we worked with her and she started getting funny little things happening. She would sit with him. Now, she, in her case, she never felt him. She was in such deep grief. She just never felt him. But her willingness to sit with him and invite him into her life started opening the door for him to do things in her life, send people to her just when she was in need, etc. So she and her husband go to Vegas for a weekend, one one weekend. And In the previous reading, she had to tell my son, I need a car. I don't know how I need a car, though. So they go to Vegas, and there's a contest where you can pick something out of a pile and win a car. So she goes to pick, I think it was purses, I don't know, something weird. She goes to pick a purse out of the pile, and her husband said, wait a minute. I don't know why. I just got this feeling coming over me. We should pick that one. Uh So she put hers down. He picks that one up. Bottom line is they won two cars in that contest. Two
1: cars. Two cars,
2: yes, because their son and spirit somehow got through to the dad, not the mother who was, you know, still having a a hard time, got through to the dad to pick the winning purse. (laughs) Now, I joke with them. I'm like, well, why can't you do that for me occasionally, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But if that's not
1: evidence, I mean, come on. Oh, my
2: God. And she had just asked for a car. And I said, well, tell him you want a car and he'll find some way to help you get a car, whether it's financing or friends or whatever, you know?
6: That's really a beautiful and it wasn't, story. And it wasn't
2: immediate, so sometimes it's not immediate. Mm-hmm. But you
1: could trust that, you know, just just keep it up. And it, that was beautiful. Mm, if we just got a little taste of Ann Albers now and we want to know more and learn more, like how would we navigate your website and, and, and you know, like I want to stay connected okay. with you. <laughs> and well, it's I just, just like, you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, what else? Because even just what we've spoken about just now, I mean, it's really been helpful and what well, do you um, offer and how, how can we yeah that's best okay. get more of you okay well my website is visionsofheaven.com
2: and i offer a free weekly message from Anne and the angels where i channel an angel message and i give tips as to how to apply that practically in my own life um, people say it helps keep them on track you know and happier I have an internet video on demand show that I created that has um seven different series in it. Each one is 12 episodes long and the very first one is uh, how to get to live in partnership with your angels and the practices for angels also apply to your deceased loved ones. So that's available as video on demand and there's information on my website. I don't specifically say that it's also for getting in touch with loved ones, but I can just say that on air. It really is. It's the same principles. Okay. Um, I have CDs. I do have a couple of CDs specifically for people in grief. One is called Life After Death. One is called Death Demystified. And they're, you know, they're available as download too, because they help people um, who are really really raw and grieving understand the other side a little better, understand some very rudimentary meditations to, to connect with your loved ones. Even those easy meditations have worked. One lady wrote me that she suddenly had a vision of her daughter and had a conversation with her, so that was better than I had expected. I've got downloads with the angel class on it as well. If you don't like video, so just so many different things. You can always write me via my website, um, and I can guide you as to what might help you the best.
1: And your your physics dad? Uh, how oh, does he relate still to? Oh, he's
2: traveling and lecturing, and, and yeah. Well, here's the funny part. I prayed for years. I'm like, God, please find us a bridge. You know? Yes, we can of course. Talk to each other. And lo and behold, he is now teaching quantum physics at George Washington University in D.C. Mm -hmm. And quantum physics and mysticism are not that far apart because there's a belief in an infinite realm of possibility. And quantum physics says what you focus on is what you witness. That's scientific. You know, they've they've done experiments where it's called the observer effect, Mm -hmm. where they see the electron where they expect it to be.
1: That's mind-blowing. I've seen videos on this, mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, science
2: is starting to prove in very rudimentary levels that what we focus on is what we're going to experience. So, for example, if we focus on our loved ones being completely gone, even though they could be right there with you, you're going to have the experience of them being completely gone. If you focus on the, the even a possibility, well, maybe they're here and you open the door, well, what's happening is you're opening the door and they're focused on, I'm going to get through, so you're not blocking them. So we start to experience that. And science
1: is starting to do that. And so now my dad and I have great discussions. I love that. There's something that I read once, and I don't really remember what the terminology is. But if you're going on a trip to Hawaii, you start seeing Hawaiian shirts everywhere. Or if you're going to buy a new SUV, whatever, all of a sudden, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now... Not necessarily does it mean that you created them, but you're picking up on it. So why not focus on the, you know, these relationships that we're building with the angels and our loved ones, and then all of a sudden we'll start picking up on those signs, right? Simple
2: as that. It's absolutely true because they're always there. You know, those license plates weren't manifested by my dog you know that the, the cars actually existed <laughs> but funny. in a sea of traffic they drew my attention to it and they inspired me to leave the house at exactly the right time you know so so those things you're right the signs are there they're, they exist but we are open to being guided to see them and notice them and experience them now every now and then you know There's a loved one in spirit that just goes above and beyond. I had one that would turn on my shower, you know, occasionally. If I started thinking something negative, they'd turn on the shower, kind of like a sign, clean it up. And I'd say, okay, honey, got it. Don't waste water. And then the shower would turn off. (laughs)
1: Oh, (laughs) crazy. A little crazy, yeah. That's unusual, but it can happen. Oh, terrific. And is there anything else you'd like to share? You think needs to be shared or uh, we need to hear and just yeah. like the floor is yours for whatever it is that's in, in your heart or your angel's heart. Okay. Well, what
2: they're saying in my mind is we're talking about the hope and the relationship and, and they, of course, want people to develop those with their loved ones because when you develop a relationship with your loved ones in heaven, you start feeling more of the love that is there for all of us, but that you can't help but feel in heaven, so over time it actually dramatically improves the quality of your life because suddenly you're, you're focusing on this reality that your loved one is in that's profoundly loving and helpful. However, that said, you're going to grieve. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, it's realistic to ask people to be inhuman. So ride the waves. You know, I, I tell people grief is, is like an ocean wave. It will pull you under and you think you're going to drown, and then it just tosses you up. So the, the trick is when you're grieving, don't fight it. You know, when the tears come, I tell people, grab a towel, forget the Kleenex, you know, you're going to
1: buy yes. boxes, just
2: get a towel and sob your heart out without making it wrong. Yes. Just sob your heart out. Just just think of it as, okay, this is just liquid love, it's pouring out of me, and you'll, you'll sob and you'll sob, and then all of a sudden it will just stop, and you'll be fine for a while, and then something will remind you of them, and then in you go. But if you just let these natural waves kind of carry you, and you, you don't, don't make them wrong, and you just ride the wave, so to speak... Then the grief won't kill you. Then when you're in a positive wave, you can sit there and connect with them. And the good waves will get much bigger and the bad waves will get much smaller over time. And there's a natural cycle. So one of the things the angels don't want people to do is to feel bad about the actual grieving. You know, yes, focus on as many good memories as you can. But when one of those, you know, undertoes gets you, just ride it out. Because too many times I see people that come in my office and say, well, people think I should be over this by now. And I'm like, well, that's that's unkind. You know, we have to be kind to ourselves in the grieving process. And our loved ones, they're happy and they want us to know they're there and they want to bring us that joy. But they also know there are times when we're just going to cry. The best thing you can do is comfort yourself. But in that act of loving yourself, that's a loving vibration that will actually help them make contact with you.
1: Oh, Anne, thank you so much for being our guest today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I I just love that you're getting the word out to people.
1: Yeah, it's so important, not just this time of year, but any time of the year. So for our listeners, remember, you can go to visionsofheaven.com. That's Anne's website. Also, our website is wedontdie.com, which is the name of my book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. We offer a free Sunday gathering with a free medium demonstration, online classes, There's tons of past episodes that you can listen to, and really so much more. What's so important is that we remember our loved ones are with us, but when they cross over, they're not given all the power of the universe. You need to practice. You need to make a commitment, and they will too. In closing, this is Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.